That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hey, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. Dr. David Miller, ND here with Dr. Michelle Pobega, ND. I almost forgot how to do my intro there, and it's pretty, it's pretty <clears throat> modest intro. And we've only done it like, <laughs> I don't know, 180 times, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I was distracted looking at the Babylon Bee, which you have just uh, um, enlightened me with. I'm going to check out the, the Babylon Bee as a fake news site that I can, that I can really trust. The headlines are hilarious and they basically say what everyone's thinking but okay. nobody wants to say out loud which is great. let's let's <laughs> i'm gonna do one of the headlines from from the babylon b which is relevant for what we're going to talk about today hit me biden says he can't remember a single time when his memory has failed him <laughs> okay so we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about a uh one of our favorite hmm. uh, is it our favorite it's definitely my favorite adaptogen uh herb ashwagandha uh yeah. Yeah. It is a pretty good uh staple. I think as a naturopath, I think you can appreciate why this deserves a shout out. As an herbalist, I think you would appreciate why this deserves a shout out. I tend to use it quite frequently. I think most most in the last year and a half, I've really focused on using formulations to calm the nervous system and the stress response down and the core ingredient in them is typically ashwagandha so that people can have a better quality sleep. And then when they wake up, their stress resiliency is better. Like that has been key. And I don't know. So many people have come back and been like, thank you for that formula. I finally sleep. My energy is better throughout the day. I don't feel like a raging psychopath anymore. So um, it's a staple. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's uh it's in the it's in the Latin binomial right it's withania somna vera right somna vera yeah. means uh, sleep makes yeah. makes helps you sleep so uh if you're if you ever forget one of the reasons that that herb is so good guys look at your Latin origins um somnifera I mean, when I when we came out of school I always very much viewed it as adaptogenic stress resiliency so for people who are not therapists, naturopaths, healers, uh, an adaptogen is something that helps you adapt to stress. So something like ashwagandha is really beautiful where it's not just revving the engine in one way and causing an exhaustive amount of energy expenditure. It helps it internally also allows you to, to roll with the ups and downs of stress and it will modulate its effects inside of you. Just like mushrooms are really modulating and smart and intelligent. This herb has that same type of quality to it. You're going to love when I tell you what is going on from my research mechanistically you're just gonna love it you know all this I? talk of stress all this talk of stress you're just gonna love it yeah so anyway so, yeah just, give, it, just give us 
give us an overview, maybe like uh, some of the some of the reasons it's used, because as an adaptogen, like you said, you can almost you can almost like make an excuse to use it for anyone. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. do you want to give give some bringing other guiding it, principles? Yeah. Bringing it to the headline, the fake amazing headline you gave us, there's research into uh, neuroprotective and anti-neurogenerative effects. So there's been research yeah. in Alzheimer's disease, um, as well as like Parkinson's disease. There's been research in Huntington's disease, uh, OCD and compuls uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, alcohol withdrawal, withdrawal syndrome. Like there's some cool stuff coming out from that. Uh -huh. Um, it also has some anti-inflammatory and immunomodulating properties, which isn't any surprise because when you work on the stress response, you can thereby also support the immune system. Um, it can be used for infertility treatments, according to some, and I know that it can be used as something that helps with testosterone production. So in some testosterone supportive formulas that I've used for men, ashwagandha has been a definitely key player in those formulas as well. Um, it can have some anti-diabetic properties cardiovascular support, sleep treatment, um, anti-stress and anxiolytic. So it can calm the nervous system and reduce cortisol response so that you're not just like revving at a like vibration that's like wild, which is why I use it at night to help people help people's nervous system and cortisol response come down and stress response so they can get a better quality sleep. Because if you're waking up throughout the night, that's usually a stress-related response. It's usually your cortisol kicking into gear at the wrong time. Um, and like I said, it's also an adaptogen. So it helps the bodies, the individual to cope with stress and adapt to changes, um, which is really awesome. And then I found a study that uh, it's a PubMed study and they were looking at um, the safety and efficacy of ashwagandha root extract on cognitive functions in healthy but stressed adults. And it was a randomizable blind placebo control trial. And what they found that treatment with one type of ashwagandha capsule once daily for 90 days improved memory, improved focus, psychological well being, sleep quality, reduced stress levels, and was also safe and very well tolerated. So um, it's kind of badass. <laughs> yeah and that's why i'd recommend it for uh joe biden because i mean it it seems <laughs> amongst it other seems people. yeah and and amongst other people i'm sure uh as yeah. well but like i mean how many how many people do i was thinking about this because i use this uh right. optimal mm -hmm. glutathione uh plus lozenge all the time in 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 clinic and and uh it, it's fascinating to see people's response to it within five or ten minutes and it, it, it seems to help people's nervous system and and that's so that's like a very yangy sort of like quick acting uh, nervous yeah. system uh, support. I, ashwagandha is more just like my my yin version of that. It's a very nourishing mm. uh, thing, but it's it's it is its nervous system mm. affinity is definite, and its uh, its affinity as a or its ability as a uh, anti inflammatory is 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 like it's it's a it's a home run it really is it's, and it's not something we would typically think of for inflammation though so which is interesting but i guess because cortisol does and stress response will have an impact on inflammation so maybe that's where especially neuroinflammation i guess is what yeah. i'm getting at this the specifically neuroinflammation hence the joe biden yeah <laughs> and then cerebral ischemia you know could probably use a bit of help there i've seen him walk you know um his gait is off so that's a good sign of of there's being some neurodegeneration going on. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, this is not the trash Joe Biden. It was just it seemed relevant. Um, sometimes life just gives you you know the juxtaposition the juxtaposition of a couple of things to make it funnier. Yeah. Okay. Most what of my so yeah. Tell me on. what you found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. So most of my info goes from like uh, a lot like so when I came out of a uh, naturopathic college, I I, I kind of had this idea like. Okay, not uh, sorry. Adaptogens are cool, but like, also, can we be more precise with them? Because like, I don't. They're so non-specific in their mm. like definition. Right. So I knew about it. I thought it was cool. Heard some stuff about you know um, thyroid. Heard some stuff you know specific maybe uh, studies and specific utility in in uh, you know testosterone and things like that. That's that's great. But I actually got a lot of. Uh, filling in of the blanks or or like a different kind of insight from from uh looking into um i have this uh dr bean uh website that i that i i love he's a he's an md uh mobin i forget his name he just goes by dr bean he's really cool and his mechanistic understandings are really good and he draws pictures and so he's got a bit of a right brain thing going on too um and so a lot of what i so I, I colored in a lot of the spaces or filled in a lot of the spaces with uh, more of like a mechanistic understanding from Dr. Bean. Mm -hmm. So one, uh, and this is, this is what I wanted to share with you. And I didn't, I didn't tell you before, cause I kind of wanted to like, just share it with you uh, on air. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Are we on air? Oh, we're recording, whatever. You know what, you know what it appears a big, a big part of what uh, ashwagandha does is it actually helps with on a, on a, intracellular level helps with um intracellular and extracellular stressors but mm -hmm. so so it's actually heat shock proteins that it seems to be mecha this is what's so cool it actually now when you understand what heat shock proteins do which so when you when you have damage to a cell or you have damage to the proteins that are made within a cell sometimes they're like they're salvageable and sometimes they are like foobard like they are they are absolutely cocked up beyond like any use and we just sort of break them down and, and pull out the amino acids but it's a, you can get all these aggregations of like big nasty proteins like we know about these proteins you probably learned about it uh remember in school like learn about tau proteins and and all these proteins that sort of accumulate in alzheimer's disease and and right. the cell has a tough time getting rid of like it's actually just full of absolute junk it's full mm -hmm. of these entangled proteins so what ashwagandha, a lot of what it does, and I'm not going to say this is exclusively what it does, but it seems to help with the proper management of these somewhat misfolded damaged proteins on an intracellular level. Cool. Yeah, really cool. Like that tell and no, so now that makes sense why it seems to have this non-specific uh helper aspect to it to its like uh identity as an adaptogen because even on an intracellular level it's helping the um the the sort of biochemical uh junk that is downstream from uh stressors and everything it's helping it's helping us cope with those on an intracellular level and i just thought that was the coolest shit ever because it it i've, I've struggled with this non-specific very it seemed over generalized kind of uh application of adaptogens well here's why the mm -hmm. the cells literally are being influenced by by ashwagandha at least and maybe this is happening with other lesser less researched uh 
adaptogens too. They're helping them fold properly or uh, ap- like go into apoptosis and 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 deal with the downstream uh, stressors of of biochemical or other stressors. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, and I think. I, I feel like that's an interesting point to bring into the conversation because a lot of times when people think about stress, they think of external stress emotionally affecting them. So even when I ask people in clinic, I was like, are you stressed? No, I'm not stressed. And then we talk about the mm-hmm. pace of their life and they feel they, because they're, they cope or they mentally feel like they can handle the stress even though they go at a crazy pace, that they're okay. But I'm like, you're in traffic all the time. You're frustrated there. You have financial pressures, you know, like you you have deadlines all the time for work, even though you love your job and you're fine and you always manage to make the deadlines and you're running around, you have kids and this and that. All of that turns into stress. Chemical pollution turns into stress, but we forget that internally our body also creates, there's imbalances. Mm-hmm. Anything that throws your body off of homeostasis will be seen as an internal stress. So if there's an accumulation of garbage inside your body, then that now becomes a new type of stress for your body to have to handle. So it's not just the emotional stress that we get from external stimuli. And I think this particular negative information that you brought in is, is showing how it's also working on that internal biochemical, uh, intracellular, even intracellular and like metabolic waste and all that, you know, like it's really cool, that type of stress, which is really awesome. So, so that was only one, that was only sort of one main aspect of, of, yeah. uh, of what it does, but it also, it also seems to be very helpful in terms of, so, so it's mitigating, um, so it's refolding and stabilizing proteins that are denatured or, or sort of, uh, compromised structurally and therefore functionally until conditions improve. And, and he just kind of breezed over that. And I looked in a study too, and it says until conditions improve, which I thought was very relevant to bring up because it. I think in the end, you can't just take ashwagandha and keep doing all the stuff that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, like it's going to help. It's going to help um, mitigate mitigate or or minimize the, the biochemical and other sort of stress. But until conditions improved, I thought it was like, okay, so we got to change something as well. Yeah. Um, not just leave it as it is. So yeah. that was cool. And, I, uh, and I, I think that's really key, Dave, because a lot of people come to us as naturopaths for something they can take. But I always, always, when I do a disclaimer in a meet and greet with a patient, I'm always like, you have to be radically responsible for your health. And if you don't make changes, things are not going to change. And a mm-hmm. pill is only going to take you so far. Same thing. Yeah, with it's hard to, it's hard to say, but it's, well, you get, you get, it gets easier to say, but it's, it's very true. I mean, I just put that out there right from the jump because I want people to have realistic expectations about what it is. Yeah they want from life and what are they willing to do to get there? Yeah, exactly. Um, and there are some things you may never be able to change, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that people can change about how they live their life that reduces unnecessary stress that we just don't choose to, to, to invest more into, you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or, or make changes in. So I appreciate that statement. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. The, um, yeah. So then, uh, and it seems to not only, so it seems to help uh, specifically, uh, glial cells, which is so cool. There's even some research in glioma and, uh, actually, uh, COVID, uh, downstream sort of long COVID stuff. Of course, it's not going to work in everyone, but, um, I think, I think what we should say here is that the more there's an inflammatory cascade, the more it involves NF kappa bay, 
NF kappa beta, uh, that cell survival pathway, the more this stuff's uh, going to help and the more it's related to nerves specifically, I think mm -hmm. um, the, the application becomes more precise that way. And it seems to also help with... Uh, not just the uh, mitigating of the risk or, or of the of the um, the damage. It it helps with neuronal plasticity and regeneration. Amazing. That's the JNK pathway, a different pathway that that um, beyond the the heat shock proteins. But man, what a what a herb! What a I mean, what an application! I I ever since I've been using the glutathione, I'm like, who who sits down in my black chair? and shares their you know whatever uh history and and desires with their healthcare, and doesn't have a gut or a nerve issue like yeah everyone's got at least one or maybe both of those issues as a sort of broad way of of you know uh categorizing i agree yeah there's this yeah it's i took wild. this twice today i took a, i took ashwagandha twice today well, I take it twice now. So I started taking it again recently. Like I've, I've done adaptogenic herbs here and there, but there has been some more uh, different challenges in my life personally, which I'm not going to share in the episode. However, uh, the last few months have been a bit of a roller coaster. And I ended up going to my doctor at one point and my thyroid was a little bit wonky. So my TSH levels were a little bit higher than they would like. They were not above medical reference ranges, which I'm impressed that the doctor was still keen on talking to me mm -hmm. about it. But mm -hmm. when I had tested them like six months prior, they were fine. So I was like, okay. And he automatically said, do you want to start Synthroid? I said, no, thank you. I would like to check some naturopathic approaches first. And I would like to do a full thyroid panel because they only run TSH. And, I, and so I independently ran T3, T4 and everything uh, a month after implementing some strategies. Um, and bringing ashwagandha into the mix was a key player. So mm -hmm. I take it before bed and I take, you know, not to, not to shamelessly plug any specific product, but mine is specifically uh, blended with L-theanine. So I take it before bed. Uh, with my magnesiums, I take one before bed. And then I also take one in the morning to maintain my stress response during the day. Um, and I did a few other things for my thyroid. And within a month's time, the doctors were like, did you take Synthroid? And I said, no, they're like, well, your numbers are better. And they were <laughs> And I said, no, I just took some key nutrients and I worked on my stress resiliency. And I also took a, a homeopathic and they were kind of like, doing and i was like thanks man <laughs> but uh, i found a pubmed article that further uh, it was a double blind randomized placebo control tile for subclinical hypothyroid patients because mine wasn't like grossly out of sorts and this one did find that treatment with ashwagandha was beneficial for normalizing various thyroid and disease in subclinical hypothyroid patients specifically so just fyi it's often in various formulations for thyroid health when it comes to naturopathic herbal formulas a lot of times ashwagandha is again like a really star player in those formulas in addition to other other things, but that was part of my healing journey. And I'm still continuing to take it. Um, cause even though the acute stresses are, are done, sometimes it takes your body a little bit of time to bounce back from those acute stressors. So mm -hmm. I'm continuing to just maintain that one as opposed to all the other things that I was doing for my thyroid. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. just a, just um, a little anecdotal thing, personal. Uh, no, it adds it adds a lot. I think that sort of stuff adds a lot. And I one thing I also want to add, just to just to be clear, if if people have um, if people are listening and they've got like a really um, 
hyperactive immune system. This is actually one of those herbs, like another one of our favorite A herbs, um, Andrographis. Oh, Andrographis. No, Andrographis I was thinking of because this, like Andrographis, actually is an immune uh, stimulant. So it mm. it's not like a balancer as you might get from like, well, astragalus, I think is more of just like an immune astragalus balancer. Astragalus is more of like, is more adaptogenic like in its immune properties, right? Where it balances and it ebbs and flows with what you need, like a mushroom. It's modulating. That's the word modulating. Yeah, it's a modulator. This one, it definitely uh, tends to be more of a stimulator of the innate arm of the immune system. So the okay. only caution, the only caution hmm. I would, I would say is like, if you're on some sort of like immune suppressants. I mean, this, it would probably be more a theoretical sort of caution right. or a theoretical contraindication, but I would think just be careful in that, in that case, because it, it is actually going to stimulate that immune system, especially the uh, innate uh, immune system. I mean, that's good. And it's also something that I don't think there's enough studies to verify its safety and efficacy in things like pregnancy. If you do have a <laughs> thyroid condition- Is there ever? <laughs> no. If you do have a thyroid condition, please make sure you're working with a qualified health professional to make sure it's the right fit for what your needs are and your medications. Um, I'm not taking anything pharmaceutical and I know my body pretty well. And so, and I understand the pharmacokinetics. So I, I added in, but I don't want people to just go in like jump and grab this and think they're going to fix their thyroid. So please be mindful about how you approach herbal medicine because just because it's natural, doesn't mean it's safe for everybody or it's the right thing at the right time for you. But it's more likely safe, but it's pretty, but it's probably awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, god yeah so i'm just going to check off my list here make sure we we uh my notes yeah. are all sort of so we talked about anti-inflammatory immune stimulant mm -hmm. uh we didn't say anything uh, did we say anything anti-cancer um no no but i wouldn't be surprised based on what you told me about like its internal mechanisms with exactly like exactly so I, I think that's probably where where that's coming from um apparently and and i i didn't I don't have uh, the specific reference for this, but lowering blood sugar. Um, so, yeah, I did. So, have so, I did see something about that with diabetic effects. Where was yeah. that? In my, in, it was. It was in the one that was like a meta analysis of like hundreds of studies, and there was there was a part that was talking about uh, anti diabetic effect. Um, uh, I'd have to look into this. So something confirmed that uh, with a ferrin A, I guess an extract can effectively control induced type 1 diabetes in rats through the modulation of NRF2 and FKB signaling and therefore has yeah, significant it, potential for therapy. Um, NF-kappa beta, that's, the, yeah, that's one of the main sorry, mechanisms. NF-kappa beta, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know why I was just like saying it like that. Um one clinical study from the year 2000 also showed a direct blood glucose lowering effect. Um, and on the other hand, many studies have also shown beneficial effects on the lipidemic profile. So cholesterol as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I would say the more, hmm. the more uh, you've got some sort of indication for um, inflammation, specifically neural inflammation, the more stress is is part of the picture. Um, I, I'd say that's the people that are going to benefit the most. Cause like, let's look at, let's look at, um, 
you know, this ashwagandha apparently can help lower blood pressure in some people. Okay, mm -hmm. so who is it going to help lower blood pressure in more? Someone who's like pretty chill, but 350 pounds and doesn't do much exercise and, you know, they sleep enough, but, you know, it's more metabolic stressors in a sense versus someone who's like, go, go, go crazy all the time, right. stress, stress, stress. If I had to pick which of those people who both have issues with uh blood pressure it's going to help it's going to be the second one so that's 100 percent. yeah that's sort of how i would go about um go about this and it's it's funny uh you know if you look at the traditional rasayana as a rasayana that's like uh i'm probably saying it wrong someone will be offended uh like an ayurvedic term for basically like an adaptogen yeah the indications in that form of medicine are general debility consumption nervous exhaustion insomnia and loss of memory kind of like a loss of strength and 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 everything too that sort of goes yeah. along with the um the idea of nf kappa beta too yeah this is like so 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 this herb has been used in ayurvedic medicine for centuries and it's that's where that as asayana is that what it was rasayana rasayana so i'm saying it wrong for sure like someone's well, offended right whatever I'm, I'm, well hopefully not offended and just Probably understand that we're are, just though. two white people trying to pronounce something we don't we don't have full knowledge we're of trying centers. we're trying, we're guys. trying fine. guys um so but this is like an the essential property so i have this like hmm, plant witchery book which is oh my yes shit, is my shit yes you were supposed and to bring that out yeah and so ashwagandha and it says the essential properties are healing strength and amplification that's how they characterize it as like oh, cool the, yeah. uh, the subheading and then uh for medicinal properties they refer to it as a she in here so if i say she we're talking about the ashwagandha plant um treats arthritis anxiety depression fibromyalgia insomnia menstrual concerns liver disease and asthma and it can improve mental function and work also as an aphrodisiac um and it can also be taken internally and used into a solve to treat like wounds and skin conditions according to this book and then it has a section called magical properties which tickles my fancy um apparently mm -hmm. she she is powerful spiritually and medicinally it's her presence is to in your life awakens a life force energy constantly feeding you strength and healing if you are able purchase the plant and care for her and she can work through you through her dried roots as well Right. So they say you can also use it as like a soak uh, to help cleanse your auric field as a bath. You can drink it as a tea. Um, you, If you need it to feel grounded, that's also where ashwagandha can help from like a magical property or like that healing properties. Um, and then also from a plant wisdom perspective, it is seen as a very sacred plant and that the wisdom lives in the spirit of the of connectivity. She helps you become aligned with both your higher self and the earth beneath your feet and can help you navigate whatever hardships come your way, whispering to you, offering you guidance on your next steps. She teaches you how to find strength, uh, find the strength you need within yourself and the knowledge that you can break through even the most troubling of times. Um, and then she's, and then they say you can invite her into your dreams by sipping her tea before going to bed. And I just love I like how it's written. Isn't it sweet? Yeah, she's a, she's it a is. rock star. So, so I love that they refer to her as a she. Um, but yeah, I just I just liked bringing that type because we can get very medicinal. We can get very uh, analytical studies and stuff like that. But there's a wisdom to plants that gets lost when we just talk about it from a Western medicine perspective. Um, 
And same thing with like phytogens and gemotherapies. There's like flower essences. There's an energetic component to these plants that also speak to how it helps our systems heal beyond just the biochemical and phytochemical properties. So I wanted to bring that into the conversation. The this this as much as any plant medicine that that we've talked about at least or that I know of, the traditional use completely mirrors what we know about its mechanistic uh, application or yeah. understanding of how it works. And even like I was saying, the consumption, that's an old term, like they, they used to call tuberculosis, phthisis or consumption, consumptive diseases, because yeah. you actually waste away. That's NRF kappa beta. That's NRF yeah. kappa beta is what makes people like, like uh, it's a major contributor to cachexia in cancer. It's NRF yeah. kappa beta. So like, man, all, all of the, all of these sort of different perspectives are aligned in and, and overlap in some Venn diagram of ashwagandha, which is and so cool. The thing is, it, it would not have been used for centuries in Ayurvedic medicine if there wasn't benefit to it. The only thing that's different now is that we can quantify with scientific data why it worked for centuries. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the only difference that we have now, right? Is that we can quantify things a little bit better, which is pretty cool. Like you were saying, like, you know, it's there's this wisdom in the plant and they knew how to use it back in the day, but they probably couldn't fully explain why. And now we can yeah, explain exactly. a little bit more of the why. And it's and it's pretty cool. But don't forget about the wisdom of plants and stuff like that too. Like there is something about that. Like even I always remember like rhodiola being a really uh resilient shrub that grows like deep in like harsh conditions in the Himalayas and rhodiola is also an adaptogen. So if you think about the environment in which the plant grows in and it's still able to thrive under harsh conditions, think about what that does energetically and internally when you take that herb in as well. There's a beauty and there's a, a magic and there's a wisdom to these types of plants that I hope that people don't lose. Yeah. And think about the arrogance of like a real evidence-based medicine perspective where they don't take two to three thousand years of um application into their understanding let's say of of within the parameters of what they believe right that's exactly. that's a kind of arrogance i think and I, that's why i like hearing the you know about ashwagandha the she and the two to three thousand years of use that totally correlates with uh how we use it it's really cool it's pretty awesome. So guys, ashwagandha, she she shines um, as an adaptogen and something that helps with not only internal stresses, but your ability to adapt to external stresses and really good for strength and vitality and healing. Awesome, awesome herb, guys. Yeah, get it in you. <laughs>